0: This is Rights and Brands podcast. We have here author and illustrator Lena Frölander-Ulf. Welcome. Thank you. And I'm Lena Stina an agent at Rights and Brands, where we represent Lena's foreign rights. We would like to welcome you to listen to us talk about Lena's new children's novel, Nelson Tiger Paw which is actually your first children's novel, Lena. You've written and illustrated several picture books before, and with those works you've been nominated, for example, Finlandia Junior and Runabari Junior prizes, which are actually the two most important children's literature prizes in Finland. And your illustrations and art have been presented in several exhibitions in in Finland and internationally. So thank you, Lena, for accepting my invitation to be a guest in our podcast. Nelson Tigerpoor came out in its original language, Swedish, by a publisher for Lager just one week ago, and it will will soon be published also in Finnish. Congratulations. Thank you.
1: And thank you for having me.
0: This is a tender and humoristic adventure story about a six-year-old Nelson Mareng. Can you first tell us about the starting point of this story?
1: Well, um, in the beginning of the book, Nelson is uh, spending summer vacation with his grandfather because his mother is building a house. So the summer is going really well until there's this car that drives by the grandfather's house and it's his long-lost love, Amanda Kipping, who's back from adventures abroad, and the grandfather packs Nelson's stuff, puts him on the bike, and takes him to the mail office where he just mails his grandson back to his mom. So this is the beginning of the story, and he finds him, Nelson finds himself alone in the morning, at a train station in his hometown, but he doesn't know. He doesn't even know where the house is. And he doesn't know if his grandfather even informed his mother, which he didn't.
0: Yes, because the mother is building the new house and the grandfather's address was also quite eccentric and not quite um, precise. So Nelson is left at the station in Bellorenstad, Um, and this is the city where people are usually so busy that um, they don't have time to help a stranger. But there's one large character at the station, uh, wearing a felt hat and a patched-up coat, and this character turns out to be a homeless tiger called Zamba, and Zamba and Nelson become friends, and, and together they start looking for Nelson's mother and the new perhaps yellow house that she's building. But actually they end up finding out dangerous secrets about Bellurenstad and they are also faced with fake news and and grand adventures. I would like to ask how you came up with the story of Nelson. What triggered you to write this book and how did the writing process start?
1: Actually I think it was about Around 2011, 2012, where I drew a picture of a little boy in a wearing a pajama and carrying a bag, and another picture of this puppet theater uh, director opening a, a door somewhere. And these two pictures kind of started living inside me and i quite soon i had the i had the main character i had nelson i had the train station i had the theater director who is in this book no longer a puppet theater director but just a not just but a theater director mm-hmm. he's still there and i had the tiger and i had a town but I didn't have the actual, what was the adventure? What's the mystery? What's the thing that makes you want to turn the page? So I've been working on it for a really long time. And then suddenly it came together, not suddenly, but slowly (laughs) it came together and I had the mystery, the adventure, but it started out as a drawing, really.
0: I would like to hear a little about authors and and stories that have inspired you uh, with Nelson's story Um, you yourself mentioned the children's novel The Murderer's Ape by the contemporary Swedish author Jakob Vegelius as well as Astrid Lindgren's uh, classic Mio My Son Um, and Nelson Tigerpour's story made me also think about Kate DiCamilla and especially her best-selling novel The Magician's Elephant can you elaborate a little bit on this
1: well actually the jacob vegelius book the murderous ape was i loved it so much i stopped writing for on this book for like a year and a half until my <laughs> my publisher convinced me that i should be inspired and not discouraged and finally it wore off the i kind of, yeah it was a fantastic fantastic book and also mm, one of those i like the the idea of writing for not just a specific age group, but for adults and for young kids and for older kids and a, for a book to be an experience that you have together, which I've had with my children with books like Harry Potter and and all of the Astrid Lindgren books. And uh, for instance, Jo Neesbyn, uh, Dr. Proctor, I don't know what that would be in English, but uh, kind of a little absurd adventure books are have been inspiring me a lot.
0: Yeah, this is exactly also what we've been talking about, the age group definition for, for Nelson Tigerpaw, um, because the target age is actually very wide. Um, this is a story that can be read aloud, to those children who cannot yet read for themselves. And actually in Scandinavia we have this strong tradition of reading to kids since at a very early age. And this reading aloud continues even when the children learn to, to read themselves. You, you still read them bedtime stories. But we also know that middle grade readers and even older ones um, enjoy Nelson's adventures.
1: Yes, uh, Nelson is the uh, he's six years old, which f- to me it wasn't important. The only thing that was important to me was that he can't read and he he he's not used to moving around about in the city on his own. but it's not really it's not a book for six year olds. it's a book for the whole family, and uh, I think that's. That's just a natural way for me to see a children's book. I don't think there haven't been many books in the house that that the kids have read just for themselves. Now that they're teenagers, they read on their own, (laughs) but we've always shared books in the family. I think I wouldn't let my kids go to Hogwarts alone.
0: Your novel is is really truly an exciting adventure and it has a lot of twists and, and turns in the story and it works exactly like you said. It's it's for the whole family. When we were reading this book at home, my seven year old was she was she just kept asking for Mum just one more chapter and one more chapter and said, Yes, please, one more chapter <laughs> So we both wanted to go on. Um as we mentioned, the story takes place in um, quite a mysterious city called Berlurenstad. Can you tell us more about this place, the city?
1: It's a very... In in my view, everyone, all the readers, of course, make their own Berlurenstad. But my Berlurenstad is a very European uh, town. It's... Because this is an adventure book, like a, more like a timeless adventure book. It's not either old or modern. I've tried to remove markers, like, do they have mobile phones or not? Like, I'm just saying they're making a phone call. It's not important how. Um, But it's a timeless and maybe international, but still kind of European town where people are modern in the way that they are really busy they're always in a hurry and they uh, take great pride in being very tidy and always having timetables and schedules to follow which means that you don't really have time to see other people always or and they are quite scared of of the of foreign elements and those who are different and don't fit in
0: Yes, a very
1: uh, modern town in that way, in that sense.
0: And trams and the marketplace and the station, they are quite central places in this story. And sort of, I found it very easy to visualize the, the city.
1: Yeah, there is a map that I've drawn in the book, but it's quite vague, it's not very detailed, because I'm thinking that everyone has to make up their own city. For this story. And the pictures in the book are actually, I've, I've given it a lot of thought with, uh, with the aged question as mm-hmm. well, that they're quite, um, they're not very scary, the pictures. Since there are parts of the book that might be a little uh, scary, Some, not too scary, but a little, mm-hmm. that I've um, purposely made the, the, the pictures friendly and not so that the younger siblings can relate to them more.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the themes of, of your novel. I found uh, classic and important children's stories themes in, in the novel. The importance of friendship. Um, it's also important to dare to stand up for what feels right and what you believe in. And the motto of a team that builds around Nelson during the adventure. This is a team that wants to save the city of Belurenstad and bring kindness and openness and maybe a little bit more flexibility to the city. Their motto goes, if I translate it freely, something like this, think for yourself, act kindly. Where did this come from?
1: The whole Theme or those undercurrents that I see now that the book is ready—that they were, they were nothing I thought of when I started out. When when I started writing this, it's just themes that maybe inevitably kind of pops up because that's how our world looks like right now. I have those fake news headlines, which might need an adult maybe to uh, interpret for the child. And if not, uh, at least if the child is a bit older, I want them to understand the unfairness of fake headlines, like the main character has done something. And then there are the news headlines that says uh, that exaggerates or tells the story from a totally different angle. Um, But that wasn't something I planned. It just kind of happened that way. Um, but, uh, yeah, the main, I think that one of the main, like, major themes I've had in my previous books as well is, um, uh, courage, kind of finding the courage to say what you think for raising your voice when you have not raising your vo- voice, but finding your own, uh, voice and being, um, out. courageous <laughs> I don't know um,
0: and also the, um, like you already mentioned there are like timeless themes in the way uh, the courage and, and raising your voice or, or finding your own voice but also very contemporary themes like the fake news or, or the fear of strangers shutting, shutting strangers out do you think this, in a way, ties with the question or, or the idea of of reading together, needing an an adult to explain and uh, elaborate?
1: Well, at least I think it's um, it raises it might raise conversations between uh, inside uh, in the family when you read. But I do believe that kids filter if they read for themselves, and there are things that. Feel difficult to understand or feel scary that children often in reading they can filter if they don't get it, they just you know ignore it. I we read Harry Potter when my youngest was five, and my we you of course always usually go by the elder siblings reading taste in reading, and he didn't mind, he just you know later i learned that he he hadn't really just understand those parts that were a bit too scary so i believe that that rough themes can be a good way of talking in books can be a good way of talking about these things at home but i don't think there's anything there that would be too heavy to handle on your own i guess i think
0: no, I don't. definitely not. And I think it's probably something that stays in the ch- in the back of the child's mind, even though the child no- might not be able to understand completely what it all handles, or what it's all about. Um, let's talk a little bit about your new projects. You're working on two new projects. One is a Christmas book, and then you're also working on a new picture book, which is actually the third picture book in in a series and this series one of the themes of the series has been um, how parents choices are seen through the eyes of a child. Can you tell us a little bit more about these two projects?
1: I'm working on a Christmas book right now but the next really big project that I'm gonna be working on is uh, the third part of this uh, scraper board children's books that I've made already two of. One about the forest and one about the sea. And the next one is going to be about the city. Maybe not Berlurenstadt, but some city. And uh, the first one was about uh, a mother who likes to stay at the cabin with her child who doesn't really enjoy the outdoor living life as much. And this child has to go out to pee. Should I say that? That's fine. <laughs> yes, say that. That's fine. <laughs> and meets all these uh, creatures that the child has been afraid of. So it's kind of a story about how you can, your imagination scares you, but you can also use the imagination to kind of bend the reality a little. That's how I see it. And it's about both uh, this book with the mother who likes to be in, in the little cabin in the forest. And the next book is about a father who who loves the sea and also loves to make visits mm-hmm. which the child doesn't enjoy that much. They are both about um, the child finding courage to, to find his or her way to do... The things their parents love doing.
0: Oh, that's the same
1: story in the, in, the, in the book about the dad and the sea, that the child kind of does the things the dad loves in, in the child's own way and uses his or her imagination to make it nicer. And it turns out quite nice. And uh, it's about the same, kind of the similar theme in the third one,
0: but with a silly twist. We look forward to seeing that one. But thank you, Lena, for your enchanting children's novel, Nelson Tigerpaw. And thank you for sharing your thoughts with us today. And thank you all for listening. Thank you for inviting me.